You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Each week, we take a single episode of a science fiction TV series, movie, or audio and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I am John. And tonight we're going to be looking at two more episodes of Logan's Run, starting with episode eight, Fear Factor, and then episode nine, The Judas Goat. We're going to start with episode eight, Fear Factor, by the suspiciously named John Sherlock. Episode synopsis. Ram and his pets come across a 20th century mansion, quote, far away from everything, end <laughs> quote. As they approach, they find a terrified woman trying to escape. Her handler soon arrives and takes the gang in to meet Dr. Rowan, director of the facility, and his right-hand man, Dr. Paulson. This is a convalescent sanitarium that survived the nuclear holocaust untouched because they were far away from everything. They're all hospitable, but Jessica doesn't really like the answers Rowan is or isn't giving about the woman. She stays to talk with him as Logan and Rem are taken to their rooms. Rem discovers they are being monitored, so he uses the in-room computer console to monitor the rest of the facility. They watch as Rowan explains to Jessica how they like to strip the brains of emotions and higher thinking functions and replace it with their own thoughts and emotions. She does not like what she hears. Neither do Logan and Rem, and they discover they are locked in. But Paulson lets them out when they knock politely. They force past him and head to find Jessica. Unbeknownst to them, Paulson pulls a gun on them, but decides not to shoot them. They find Rowan in his office, but Jessica is not with him. At gunpoint, he leads them to Jessica, but it's a trap. Logan and Rem are tested by being subjected to strong winds and 1950s B-movie flaming meteoroids. Then they're gassed. When Logan awakens, he is taken to the inner circle, the ruling council who oversee this society. The inner circle appears to consist of Dr. Rowan, and he explains the situation. They burn out the brains of the menials and make them afraid and obedient. They similarly control, to a lesser degree, the guards. This process makes them all cowards, averse to any form of anxiety. They've got army-building technology, but none of their people can fight. Logan is just the man to help them breed a whole new race of fearless soldiers. He refuses without even bothering to look at the harem of women he'd be servicing. Rowan has a counteroffer. Agree, or we'll burn out Jessica's brain, and, and we're already deprogramming Rem. At this moment, Rem who is too sophisticated to be deprogrammed by a 1970s cheesy sci-fi blinky lights computer prop, leaps into action and starts to strangle Rowan. Paulson has had misgivings, and he assists them to get to Jessica. She's already hooked up, and while Logan can subdue two of the technicians, the third hides behind a Sandman gun-proof piece of plastic and takes control of Jessica's mind. Rem grabs a control unit, and they fight it out through Jessica's brain. Logan tires of this and blows up the machinery. The guards <laughs> and menials put up a very lackadaisical pursuit, and Rowan is killed by his own guards. Now Paulson is in charge, and he lets the gang leave. 
he stays to help rehabilitate his society. The end. Has there ever been a more pseudonymous pseudonymous name than John Sherlock? <laughs> yeah, it sounds highly suspect. He's only got Did like you... two writing credits on IMDb yes. as well. And apparently possibly a couple of novels. Yeah. And but is it the same guy? Who knows? Yeah. Um I I saw an article that implied I saw an article that somebody who read the article interpreted to mean that this guy was you know had taken credit for a bunch of other stuff. But I read the article and I took it to be a satirical piece making fun of a non-existent <laughs> person. Now that okay. seriously is is how wow. I took it. I read this I read this piece and I'm like this sounds to me like they're talking about the epic works of Alan Smithy, <laughs> right? You know, like if somebody treated Alan Smithy as a real person mm-hmm. and then, you know, picked up some of the things he'd done and then pretended like they were good. And oh yeah. 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 That that's what this, this article felt like to me, but it certainly didn't name any names. Um, you know, it's like this guy created Peyton place, the TV series, uh, Things like that. You just like it's amazing ability to mimic writing styles of dozens of dozens of other authors. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, and I only skimmed the article, but that was the, that was the impression I took off of it. So I, I think it's fascinating how many people write with pseudonyms on this show. Yeah. I, I mean, clearly there's something not right when the only guy who writes using his name is Harlan Ellison. You know, maybe uh, it's because it's 1977. Star Wars just came out, and everybody's worried that it's going to be like a, a flash in the pan, and that this whole sci-fi craze is going to end up somehow burning everybody who's written about it. I don't understand how that could happen, but that, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand it. Is this 77? I thought this was pre-Star Wars. No, 1977. December 14th is when it aired. Huh. Yep. Because, I mean, this is definitely not in any way, shape, or form influenced by Star Wars. Um, Some of the set design, especially when they're being, um, they're going through their fear factor assessment. Uh, uh, well, that the, the looks little... Star Wars-ish, yeah. <clears throat> the pipes and the, the, the wall design and stuff like that. That was, that definitely looked like it was somewhat influenced by Star Wars. But... For the rest of this series, oh, pfft, it's really no. been nothing. I mean, this is this feels pre-Star Wars in every way. Um, you know, Buck Rogers, Battlestar Galactica, they feel post-Star Wars. Logan's Run feels like the last of the the last of the pre-Star Wars stuff. And who knows? Maybe when did Star Wars actually first uh, was it first released? Uh, that would be May the fourth, nineteen seventy-seven, I believe. So this show would have been already in production. Yeah. Yeah. Probably mostly done. Yeah. Right. So, when did the movie come out? Uh, the movie was the movie. a couple of years before. Yeah. The, the movie is considered the last of the major science fiction pre star Wars. Right. I don't want to call it epic, but yeah. Yeah. And Galactica was 1978. Right. Right. Well, star Wars took a little while for it to become the phenomena that, people would recognize right oh, I mean, yeah. the kids are watching it but before tv networks got going got up and going it was a few it was a few months i think before oh it. yeah i think it had to have you know like uh 
it had to really stretch its legs and be in some theaters for an entire year uh, before people really started to say, hmm, you know, <laughs> there might be something in this. And then it turned yeah. out there wasn't, but, uh, well, <laughs> or it was very short lived. <laughs> I think there's, there's quite a few more film uh, and then uh, Italian ripoffs of the movie that, uh, were that'll be on the stars. Maybe. Yeah. And there's another one like, like escape from galaxy three, I think is the, the sequel to that. Oh, the pain. <laughs> the pain. Do not pain put that up on YouTube. Yeah. You do not want to see that. Oh, boy. Well, once again, we have digressed off to something that's nothing to do with this episode. <laughs> because and yeah, far more likely to be interesting. <laughs> what did you think of this episode of Oh boy? You know, I think I might start coming up with a, a list of highlights and lowlights, like three or four things. That just really stand out. Really? Highlights. Either end. <laughs> well, you know, I'm being nice. All right. It's in my nature. Uh, and um, the good things I found in here is that it, it, I get a feeling that Logan might have actually read some history books. I mean, in other episodes, he's, you know, known what a mine was. Yes. Uh, like a landmine and things like that. And here he, he understands what I'm going to just go out and say uh, uh, the Nazis know, rampant na- nationalism, the Nazi party. Yep. Uh, so I, I have a suspicion that Logan would have become a runner anyways. He would have ended <laughs> up assisting the, that cause in some way just because he has read history and eventually he would have just figured it out that okay. the city of domes trademark is just killing people. There is no renewal. Here's the thing. All right. What's the thing? And, and it's, you know, it's definitely a break from the movie. Uh-huh. The movie, they really haven't got any clue about the past. Oh yeah. Oh, that is just blatantly clear. They don't know and, what the hell is out. Anything out there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in the series, we have seen a few instances where they talk about the fact that they know something about the history of her. I mean, yes, in the Dome City, in the movie, they do know there was a Holocaust and they all had to move into the Dome. Right. So, I mean, they, they do understand that there was a time before the Holocaust and mm-hmm. people lived. But I don't get the impression that a lot of the history of that is imparted yeah. to them. The no, fact that they'll... it is in, mm-hmm. in the series is well frankly insane that the city <laughs> elders would do that i think there's probably a gap of time of say 200 years that history has been uh dramatically edited to make sure that people remember that being in the city of domes trademark is a fantastic thing and you, you really this is how it has to be because it's just nothing but a horrible wasteland outside and will be that way forever. I I would say that, you know, inside the city of domes, uh, uh-huh. it's not surprised in either old or new movie or series that they would not know anything of history going on after they sequestered themselves in the dome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But what is interesting is that they seem to have an educational system that allows them to learn this stuff. Well, and... remember that Logan is a Sandman, so he would be the elite among, among the, uh, the, the, the class Perhaps. structure. 
That would be the so, last people you'd want to know that stuff. Well, I don't know. Um, with the guys have, with the guns? Well, you, you want them to be more intelligent than others, so you would give them access to certain things. So who knows? Maybe Logan was uh, you know, fond of somehow mm. circumventing certain safety guards that let him look at books that are rather forbidden. Who knows? He apparently was a, you know, uh, I wouldn't say the Sandman Sandman, but I know that Francis uh, held him in high regards of his skills. So maybe there are certain perks to it. And that's just one of them. He gets more access to the, the picture books. <laughs> <laughs> the City of Dome's Literally. version of pornography. <laughs> we don't actually need pornography because you can do whatever you want. with Yeah. Whatever, but... That's um, an industry that's lost on them. Yeah. It's like, just go to the orgy room, whatever. But yeah, no uh, kidding. what was that place called? Um, I want to say the pleasure domes, but that's not it. That's not it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember, but um, yeah, it, it was, it, it, it is interesting. And I, I have a note here that he, like, I read about the Nazis once. It yeah. Is, it's odd that Logan has that knowledge and yet he is so ignorant of so much about what's yeah. on the outside He's... that it's it's as if the writers are just not very good at this oh hush <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly well i'm gonna i think in the last episode i mentioned that it wouldn't have been nicer if like the same director would have hung around for more than one episode mm. and i think this is a big case of it is that you don't have anybody that and i'm gonna blame also dc fontana for I was going to say, it should be the script editor of getting this job. And doing continuity between stories. Um, yeah. You know, please, if they would have just had some continuity other than uh, we're looking for sanctuary and running from the bad Sandman guys, which we haven't seen in a few episodes, but don't don't uh, think about that. Well, the, the reason they didn't see him this week is because they are um, so far away <laughs> from everything. <laughs> I mean, I, I knew we were in trouble in the opening scene where they find the house. And Jessica says, well, why would somebody put it out here so far away from everything? And I'm thinking, what, what <laughs> barren, empty wasteland have you been traveling around for months where everything is far away from everything that you would go, why here in this, this was really the opposite. Yeah. What? <laughs> And <laughs> the energy signature looks just like a house. Nice scanner upgrade. That man. that guy writing this one is is not really got the vibe for Logan's run. And then when well, they get in, and they go, "How is how is this place still here, Doctor Rowan?" Well, you know, we're so far away from everything that uh, well, that uh, we just survived the nuclear war without any damage. Well, like, where the idea. hell are you, Antarctica? Rations for 10,000 people for a thousand years hidden in the, the super subterranean bunkers. And they've just been eating, you know, uh, 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 preserved cheese and crackers and little bits of ham for their entire existence. I don't get it. I mean, let me, let me ask you this uh, important question. Uh, this what? is, this is vitally important. If they have stripped the higher mental functions away from the, the people <laughs> mm -hmm. and they've removed their emotional core and replaced it with fear of the outside who does the topiary for them on that beautiful mansion i don't know uh genetically <laughs> controlled grass I... well, 
and and those lovely trimmed trees and oh yeah it was it was uh maybe there's a there's a, a select uh crew of greenskeepers who are not as afraid of the others even paulson looked like he didn't want to go outside yeah i mean he's tier, second in command in this place mm-hmm. and he's he's programmed to be terrified i when when they came to the scene about getting away and Rowan is saying, well, everybody here has had, you know, has been programmed to be fearful except for the inner circle, which is just, you know, him and, I don't know, maybe. Oh, there's some women, too. We didn't see them, though. Oh, we didn't see much of them, yeah. Um, and, and they haven't had the fear programmed out of them, which, that's an interesting, <laughs> why haven't they taken over? But why didn't Logan just look at him, look at him right in the face and go, boo, scare yeah. the crap out of him and leave? So right. What what you're telling me is that Logan could take on this entire civilization through intimidation. Yeah, just knock out the big boss, and then that's it. You you know you're you're king. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it it was. Uh, this uh, was this kind of felt like a story that was good on the back of the cocktail napkin that it was sketched, and and they just went straight to shooting it with it. Exactly. There was no. You know, Fontana was out on a cruise or something like that and thought, you know what? Got to have this done by next week. Just, you know, send that cocktail napkin down to the studio. They'll green light it. We'll start shooting on Monday. Yeah. Go, go do it. Yeah. <laughs> here's, a, here's another question to the stupid plans department. Mm-hmm. We can make an army in a <laughs> week. Oh, how can you make an army in a week? Let me show you. Bring out the child, put him in the machine, grow him to adulthood. Look at that. We can do that. We can have an army in a week. I'm thinking, so do you have an army's worth of children? Because if you don't have an army's worth of children right now, you cannot breed an army's worth of children in a week and grow them to adulthood. Don't think so. So maybe they're short on babies that day. (laughs) Well, you, you do have to wonder how much work Logan was expected to do. Yeah. Oh, oh. And on that note, boy, that really, uh, I got a, a strong, a boy and his dog vibe off from this. And you know what? Uh, I wouldn't have uh, wanted to have Harlan Ellison hear about that one because boy, he would have been <sighs> sniffing for a paycheck. Maybe he wrote <laughs> this one and that's one of his pen names. Ah. Ooh, now that would be clever. It, would. And if it was shame on him for such a crappy story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's that cocktail napkin again. You have a device that can change, change the emotional. You have a device that can oh, age yeah. people. You have a, a device that can program the emotions of a person. Could you not program in courage? Apparently not. Uh, I, I guess that just doesn't work. It never occurred uh, to him. We're going to give these people courage. They would revolt. <laughs> that might be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and also, I mean, why, why was he all keen about wanting to sell an army to this stranger that showed up? It, it, it is that now, why would he... based on, experience they've had with other outsiders maybe those bandits that they scared off from the very first uh, settlement they encountered 
maybe they showed up and they were looking for a, a, an army, but it didn't work out. I, I don't understand. Maybe there's a, you know, I didn't I, get I keep, the impression that he was trying to sell the idea of an army to or sell the army. To Logan. I, I got the impression technology. that he was going to have an army so that they could protect their way of life from all the people who aren't anywhere near them. I, I so it's just another vault with a crazy idea for survival. Okay. Yeah. Great. That I think that's exactly what it was. Um, you know, I, I, I really like to see somebody sit down and just take all of the, the settlements that they've run into in the series, the ones they're going to run into and, and kind of piece together what the world would look like. I mean, it wouldn't last, but it just, I don't know. I've, Maybe I've read too many novels in my life, and I want more backstory on what we're seeing. Well, they got plenty uh, and, of room because <laughs> they're all far away from everywhere. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> well, you know, and if you're you're reduced to walking to all your destinations, then yeah, the world I gets mean, big. Oh yeah, it becomes huge. And if your entire existence is a inside of a vault underneath a mansion, uh, yep. then yeah, the outside world's massive. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of vault inside a mansion and bad directing, the chase at the end <laughs> was mystifying to me. They were just like walking amongst the people. I know, and Ooh, they're like they're, they're they're agitated. They're after they us, like, it's they're like walking around. They they're not agitating after you, and it's not till much later that some of the guards start, uh, yeah, looking for them. And it's like this is. They're about it's as, as agitated if... as, as an, the announcement of Mashed Potato Day at the asylum. <laughs> this means something. Um, <laughs> Good one. So it just it felt like the, the directing was just terrible. I mean, you would never know what was going on if they weren't telling you that they were chasing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was just it's like, OK, it's like, oh, yeah, somebody stirred up the zombies. Yeah. OK, well, whatever. We're, we're going to be over here. We um. I loved I loved the sound effects when Rem was fixing that computer. I, I know you know how to work a soldering iron and and <laughs> pop the little circuits, and I just love it when they make that the, those noises. Of, when I hear a patang noise like that when I'm soldering on something, I'm pretty much done with the project because it's broken yep. forever. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was. I didn't. Uh, I'm. I think that. Rem actually just has a bunch of sonic screwdrivers in different shapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's probably the case. Yeah. So the, the, the only other thing I have is mm-hmm. in the scene where they, well, first off, Logan, you idiot, you don't get that far behind the guy you're leading at gunpoint. You keep the gun in the square of his back and you stay right on him. Well, you don't want to get too close. Well, if you've you got him that close, close, he can spin what? around and knock it out of your hand. Dr. Rowan, really? But it yeah, it happen. But of course, by getting him so far in front, it was obvious they were going to get trapped. I mean, they were just, they were lagging way too, way oh, too far. Oh, well, behind. yeah, yeah. But they go down into that, into that room. The gauntlet. And a fan basically opens up <laughs> at one end of the room. Yeah. And Logan's response is not to take five steps backwards and brace himself against the back wall. I know. But is to instead attempt to grab a tenuous hold on a wall, and he is quite literally picked up like a Gilligan's Island scene at one point 
wind blowing him straight back with Rem <laughs> hanging on to him. And I'm thinking there is a really simple solution to this on your right hip, Logan. Well, yeah. I mean, the, it's well, called gun. Yeah. But he'd have to use two hands to set it to blast because he keeps it in tickle mode all the time. Uh, that's possible. That's yeah. possible. But he could have done that much earlier before he even got blown off the ground. I think I would have. If I'd been dropped in a trap and somebody started a big fan in front of me and I had a blaster gun. Oh, that's just I would because just... We've, we've been raised on Kirk saying oh, set phasers to stun every time they get into a, a dicey situation. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I feel if I was stuck in a trap <laughs> that I would be thinking gun first in that case. Oh, yeah. But here's, here's the weird part because his have... gun could blow that fan up. So if he'd shot Maybe. the gun, fan would have been blown up and it wouldn't have blown blowing wind. Then they would have moved on to the next one where the fireballs are coming at meatballs. them. Meatballs. The spicy meatballs. Spicy meatballs. And God, those were bad. Those really were 1950s flaming Buzz Corbett meteors. would have been proud. Yeah. Those were awful. <laughs> and this one, after they dodge a bunch of these things, then Logan gets the gun out and shoots the machine, which turns out isn't a machine at all. It was an illusion. Right. And I'm thinking, all right, hold on a second. The fan couldn't possibly have been an illusion because it actually caused them to fly backwards. Yeah. It was producing yeah. real wind. Therefore, that was not an illusion. The gun would have worked on it. Mm -hmm. This other one was an illusion, and that one he uses the gun on. This It's just bad writing. Well, it's because <laughs> who would think of shooting at wind? <laughs> A big fan machine in front of it. Yeah, sure. I'm. Yeah, I. Well, there weren't any yeah. big. Unless he was worried that the electronic bolt from his gun would be blown backwards at him, and he strengthened <laughs> that the could wind. be it. Yeah, the beam. Whoa. <laughs> and and then of course in the next room, the gun doesn't work. Yes. Why didn't they do this the whole time? Heck, if I know. But why why didn't they keep it that way later on? Uh I don't know. It uh, I really I, was. I, I don't know. <laughs> don't know. I, I guess. Don't they, worry, Logan. I'm going to pretend to be unconscious too. Well, that didn't work very well. <laughs> it worked fine, I guess. Uh, got Rem got where he wanted to be, so he could. Uh, I, I they, don't know. But they uh, knew he was an android, so well, yeah, they it, didn't. Help yeah, at it all. wasn't. <sighs> mm. <laughs> we haven't talked much about Jessica. No, which is unfortunate because she actually had some lines in this episode. Yes, and 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 my favorite was one of Logan's. No. <laughs> oh, okay, good, good. good. Uh, when when they were talking, uh, when Rowan was talking to Jessica, they were having a, a heated uh, debate about the the let's call it the ethics of what he's doing. Yes, and he was explaining that this woman was independent, argumentative, headstrong, mm -hmm. uh, wouldn't follow orders. Yeah. And Logan is like, that sounds exactly like Jessica to me. <laughs> I'm like, that must well, be like Jessica nine or something like that. I don't know. Not, not the Jessica we normally know, but in this episode, this Jessica who, who is like that, but she doesn't accomplish anything. No, she just falls further and further into their clutches <laughs> until she's completely incapacitated and has to be, uh, rescued by rem mind jousting with a computer 
and and I did I thought that was kind of that's very unfair because they they did try to make her uh you know there's that scene where they're asking if you were afraid of that and and she's she's countering back and she's being very insightful you mm-hmm. know about oh is that does that scare you and <laughs> yeah. you know that obviously hit that struck home and yep. but apart from that she had no agency or function in this in this story at all she just was the damsel in distress for Rem and Rem and his pet Sandman to, to come rescue uh, at some point. Couldn't mind jousting. Can't, can't say it without going. Logan bursts into a room. He uses a stun gun on two of the bad. There's three baddies who have control tiaras that can, yeah. Tiaras that can uh, attack Jessica's mind. He shoots two of them immediately with the stun mm-hmm. gun, which, unlike in previous episodes, they fall over. I think they're just balanced poorly. It's mm. those TRs. I mean, I'm top heavy. Could be. Okay. Yep. I'll, I'll go with that. And then the third one runs behind a piece of plexiglass, and Logan keeps shooting the plexiglass with the stun gun without success. Well, it's blast-proof glass or plastic or something like that. It's stun-proof glass. Transparent aluminum. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't even bother trying to pull up the... The blast or the blows holes in freaking wall. wall. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't try that one on the on the wall. And, you know, it took him too long to try blowing up the computer, too. I, I kind of think I'd have walked into the room and shot the computer. Now, that felt like the thing to do. For well, a TV movie. Maybe not in real life. But, you know, in, in TV land, you walk in, you shoot the computer... It so that the guys Jessica, can't flip though. the switch. Mm, maybe. Might hurt Jessica. I'm not saying he should try to shoot the tiara off her head, although that would well, be kind of funny. <laughs> Especially if he tried it with a stun setting. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I wasn't really sure what Rem and the bad guy were doing there in the jousting. I don't know either. I think that was just um, a bit of... Uh, uh, Filler for the uh, sound effects guy just to have some fun. Because what we're seeing on the screen is the two guys concentrating and playing with their Pong controllers. And instead of it looking like they were attacking each other, it looked like Jessica was the battlefield. It's that. Well, I think that was what you're supposed to get. Yeah. They're somehow fighting for her brain, but obviously. Rem hasn't got one. Yeah. Uh, it would have been nicer if they could have thrown some special effects budget towards that somehow. I'm not sure what they could have done. Or even have Logan ask, what are you doing, Rem? Yeah, exposition exposition would have been fantastic in this uh, this little bit. Right now, we are using Jessica's brain as a battlefield. I'm exactly. trying to keep her out. Yeah, one... <laughs> uh, all the times that Rem just starts spouting stuff, yeah, I didn't this think, time. Uh, uh, mm. Oh well, uh, the writer probably didn't see the other episodes. Whoever he was, just some guy off the street. I am so disappointed that we can't identify this writer. That the internet <laughs> doesn't seem to have identified this writer because I want to know. I really want to know. Uh, this is uh... Uh, the oh. name is pretty common, unfortunately. But yeah, uh, John Sherlock. Yeah. Not that common. (laughs) Sounds very much like a combination of John Watson and Sherlock Holmes to me. Yeah. Yeah. Which the real, real name. 
there was one thing in the plus column uh, that I really liked. There were a couple of scenes when Logan, Rem, and Jessica, and, and Paulson were were leaving, and they would come around. We we'd be outside a doorway, looking through the down a hallway and through the doorway, and then they would come from behind the door, or you know, from the backside of the door, and then come towards the camera. And in those scenes, they were doing some really ridiculous but lovely gobo work. Oh yeah, there were some fantastic cookies being used. It's like you, you could see the, you could see the, the what should have been trees or leaves or <laughs> yeah, whatever it was cookies. supposed to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but, some really uh, nice, uh, uh, fine cross hatching that made it look like uh, oh, the 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 diamond pattern plastic over fluorescent lights to diffuse the. Mm. Oh yeah, light. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that that yeah. sort of effect in the corners and stuff. Yeah, it was very nice. Th- those whole corridors looked really familiar f- for some reason, but I couldn't figure out why. Well, they do really love their red corridors, though, don't they? In this show, uh, I would say probably five times out of ten, or one time out of two, if you're in a corridor, it's been painted red. Well, it's a in the show color and good contrast. You know, it doesn't strike me as being a very common color used for television like that. I mean, I don't know dark if that's a, if there's a, yeah, yeah, almost, not quite that dark, but yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, you'd never paint your room that color. Oh, not unless you were really into some different things. Yeah. And so all these corridors that are painted that way, it's not even really a good look. I, I don't know. It, just to me, it's like wow. That I guess the designer just had a lot of red paint. Yeah, that that they wanted to use or something. I mean, yes, it's color. Got to sell those color TVs, but I think this is a little bit uh, past that. But yeah, well, you know, next next generation. Of, no, it's not, and I'll tell you why. Why? I'll tell you why. It, it's trying to get you to buy that second color television oh. and get rid of the <laughs> black and white one that they make your kids watch crappy shows like this on in uh, another room well i suppose dad it's in red couldn't we get a color tv i have to watch it in here on the little black light yeah not not <laughs> saying that happened to me oh it <clears throat> happened to me oh yeah oh it happened to me yeah oh well maybe i saw those sets on buck rogers or something like that i don't know i think buck rogers had a tendency to go with a more of a bit of an orangish tint when they did that they either went with sparkly white or they had a sort of i don't know tan orange kind of uh look but again yeah very much uh all one color at times on some of the corridors um yeah you got anything else about this winner oh the uh the graphic that showed up on the guard stations when the oh when oh that guy i can't remember his uh Fantastic journey. Yeah, Jared uh, Martin. Jared Martin was pushing Logan in his little cart. Um, I could swear that was taken directly from the movie. That looked very familiar. <laughs> they probably just lifted a bit of film. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So maybe the uh, the the computers were the same manufacturer, the same OS, <laughs> same font set. Yeah, like those were real computers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Terminals. <laughs> yeah. High-res graphics. Uh, and uh, every bad ge- uh, evil genius needs to have one of those enclosed chairs. 
<laughs> Nobody good ever sits in one of those. You ever notice that? I know. I, I have noticed that unless they're, you know, they've taken over their bad guy's place and they've, they're about to defeat him. But yeah, right. basically I'd take one of those chairs and oh, well, sure, uh, I'd, risk, I'd risk the, uh, I'd risk the stigma. Yeah. Becoming evil. Yeah. I would yeah. do that. Yeah. I would totally do that. And yeah, that'd be fine. Anybody wants to donate one of those uh, spherical chairs or the, uh, the ones that kind of look like uh, avocado shaped ones, but you can sit inside of it. Yeah. Let us know. We'll um, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, no, other than uh, yet again, this is it's uh, a story that I really wish there was more backstory on the quote society end quote that they're in. Yeah, you know how does it function? <laughs> I mean, where did they get their food? And the other thing is, um, this is an asylum. Okay, and it, it, a, a mental yeah. institution, or at least that's what they uh, they call uh, it. That, plot. but I get the feeling that that is their society. It's not like they're serving the the burgs and villages of the the tri-state right. area. Well, I get <laughs> what I get. The impression is is that this was an asylum, and that it, and that it has just stayed that way, and they've just kept the people who are here mm-hmm. in this asylum um society <laughs> which was this one's this one's more tenuous than a star lost dome society i gotta say <laughs> yeah but yeah I will, there's that whole bit on that one there's that whole bit where rem says or both logan and rem are are postulating on this is not this isn't a uh uh what did he call it at the beginning a uh recuperative sanitarium oh convalescent um, sanitarium yeah, he called it a yeah. convalescent. Then Logan goes, "No, it's an insane asylum." Right. And also, Rem uh, says, mm-hmm. uh, "You know, it's like, well, then the reality is subjective." It, 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 he's implying here that that the doctors are actually patients. Yes. Well, I think that the uh, uh, what was it, Doctor Rowan, mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely could be a patient in a different uh, asylum. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I love the fact. I'm going to show you how this. Uh, this brain treatment machine works. I, uh, I hook her up and then I only have to think about something and she feels it like fear, <laughs> pain, <laughs> sadness, <laughs> or joy. <laughs> and you're like, wow, you that's your sales pitch. You're yep. going to start with fear, pain, sadness. When you show what you can do to another human being. That says a lot about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot about you. And it doesn't say anything good. <laughs> like, I only have to think and they can have an orgasm. Watch. Ah! <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. But no, 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 no. You, you've gone for, you've gone for fear and pain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or death. Well, he was rather fixated on the whole, we can build an army for you type thing too. So to protect, we have to build an army to protect our way of life. It's like, really, is this way of life really worth protecting? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to you, maybe you think it cause you're the boss, but really? Nah. Yeah. And with that, let's turn our attention to the next episode. The Judas goat. Mm. Let's hear the episode synopsis for the Judas goat. In the city of domes, Hal 14 makes his run. 
Hot on his trail is Sandman Joseph 8. Hal makes it to the secret doorway, opens the door, and then pauses momentarily to give Joseph the opportunity to catch up and terminate him. The runner's secret exit is wide open, exposed for the Sandmen to destroy. But the council that rule the city of domes have a different idea. Joseph 8 is taken and, without consent, surgically modified to look like Hal 14 and given a copy of Hal's memories. For all intents and purposes, Joseph 8 is now Hal 14, except that he is actually a Sandman dedicated to terminating runners. Ooh. Taken before the council of old white dudes, like Francis Seven before him, they offer him a place on the council if he can bring Logan and Jessica back alive. Hal Not Hal easily locates Logan and pretends to be a terrified runner, scared of the mean old Sandman. In an effort to reassure him, Logan chases him down just like the good old days. Although he doesn't terminate him. Hal was known to Jessica. You remember? I was that guy you bumped into once at Carousel, spouting off about not believing? Oh yeah, I remember. Uh, Hal, right? Hal, not Hal, having escaped the City of Domes and meeting the famous Sandman turn runner Logan, immediately wants to go back to the city and start a revolution with Logan as the figurehead. Rem thinks it's a bad idea. Logan kind of digs the idea of saving all the people in the City of Domes. Before they can return, they are captured by a bunch of simpletons with guns and a lethal force field. Hal, not Hal, wants Logan to kill them all so they can get on their way back to the City of Domes. Instead, they are taken to the provider, the man who cares for the simpletons and uses them for, effectively, slave labor. The provider is actually Matthew 12, the very first runner. He is also known to Jessica and was the man who encouraged her to get involved in the underground runner road. The gang hatched the ludicrous idea that Matthew could go back too. He's a legend. Matthew, however, isn't as stupid as our heroes and realizes <laughs> what a bad idea it is. Also, he realizes that if they get caught, they'll be brain scanned and he'll be hunted down. That's a big no-go. Also, I can't let you leave now. Hal Not Hal tries to steal guns in his endearing, single-minded way and escape so they can return to the city of domes and start a revolution. That doesn't work, and when they try an escape plan, Matthew locks them up. Hal Not Hal has a better idea. If Rem stays behind to fix the provider's computers, maybe Matthew can let the others go. But for some dumb reason, Matthew goes along with this. And for even dumber reasons, Logan, Jessica, and Hal Not Hal think he's going to let them. They leave, and Matthew tries to kill them. Rem, fearful for his friends, reverses the polarity of the neutron flow, which kills Matthew. Rem <laughs> has done an AI boo-boo. He's violated the first law. Don't worry, say Logan and Jessica. You did it for a good cause, saving our butts. Well, that's great and all, but hadn't we better get going back to the City of Domes? Asks Hal, not Hal. Gosh, if you want to get back there so badly, why didn't you ever leave? Says no one. Not even Rem. <laughs> As they approach the City of Domes, Logan gets suspicious when Hal, not Hal, leads them to the same exit they used. Logan notes that there's no way Francis would have left that escape route open. 
Hal, not Hal, makes a jump for Logan's gun, but Logan gets the better of him. Hal, not Hal, runs away, again, with Logan in hot pursuit. Two sandmen on routine patrol. Wait, two sandmen on routine patrol outside the city walls? <laughs> Spy a fellow sandman chasing a runner and terminate Hal, not Hal. Logan stuns them both, and the gang skedaddle back into the trackless wastelands. The end. Okay. Uh, the Judas Goat, John Meredith Lucas, uh, a name probably quite well known to uh, Star Trek fans, wrote several episodes, directed several mm -hmm. episodes. Um, you know, other other shows that he's worked on, Six Million Dollar Man, The Invaders. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, he did uh, Planet of the Apes. I mean, so the classics. Oh, you <laughs> really got the Island. Him. Yeah, oh, Firefly. well, there you go. Oh, sorry. 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 Everyone who just freaked out when I said Firefly, I was, I had my eyes slightly crossed. I was, it was Rafferty, not Firefly. T two totally different show. <laughs> Easy to mistake. Yep. Yep. He also wrote the classic Nero Wolf episode, To Catch a Dead Man, which I'm wondering if that involves a dead guy having, being taken over by, I don't know. Uh, who knows? So, uh, what do you think of this? Uh... Um, just so, just how many people are in on the whole uh, Council of Elders thing? <laughs> or is you there mean, like, like a, the scientists and like everybody it, they decide to? Is there a waiting line at the brain wipe machine, or did they disguise it as like a donut shop or something? Does people just go in there and have their minds wiped and go about their business? I mean, does that happen after every patrol of a Sandman? And then they wonder why there's sand in their boots when they get home? I don't it's get it. Because we're Sandman. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh my god, we are Sandman. Ah. I, I, this is just, it's so illogical. I mean, it's sticking on that particular subject. I mean, yeah, they bring Joseph in and give him the whole spiel they gave Francis, which yeah. makes me think maybe Francis has uh, left the building. But um, Well, I think also that's their standard bargaining chip is, hey, you can be old like us. I know. Obviously, these are not these are not people who have lived to enjoy the joys of achy knees and arthritic <laughs> yeah. shoulders. And like, why do my feet hurt? I didn't uh, walk yeah. too much. Today. Oh, the heat, yeah. the feet. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> it's like, wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I still beat the alternative. So I guess that's still better than carousel. Yeah, but, I suppose um, so. Yeah, I mean the scientist just escorts him there. Yeah. This is I and okay, they're obviously paying close attention. So so Hal 14 gets to the the thing with the onk, which as far mm -hmm. as we know, they didn't know about, right? That's not how that's not how Francis got out to um, the city. He was about to zap the door that I think said danger radiation or something like that. No, no, that, that was in the movie. I don't. Oh, I'm, right. I'm I'm conflating that with Logan shooting the door. Right. 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 He yeah. was he was unconscious or something when they when they went out the the door. He was let out of the city by the council of old white dudes. Right. Right. So I mean, he he just went out the front door, <laughs> presumably where the patrols go, and uh, yeah. So he, <laughs> where were we going with that? I don't know. It's like this. <laughs> More episode. people well, to brainwipe. All the guys oh, who yeah. work the maintenance crews and yeah. 
But in this episode, Hal gets to that door. He opens the door and he's shot dead, standing there, key mm-hmm. in hand, door to the outside open. Yep. And what does Joseph do? Basically doesn't even look at the door. Now, I'm not blaming him because he immediately got a call from the council dudes that says, you've been assigned a special mission or something, report to the lab with the body, mm-hmm. and off he goes. But it's like, runner door, secret <laughs> runner door. <laughs> well, maybe he figures that he'll just go back to it later, or it'll be in his report, or or something like that. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. And then they take him, and pretty much without a word, it's like... Uh, yeah, here I am. Get on, the, get on the table next to the corpse. Yeah, lay down there. Don't worry about the uh, the new face bot above don't, your, don't, your table uh, or the guy wearing the doctor's uniform. Don't move your head. Yeah. Huh. And he just silently, without a word. I mean, he's a Sandman. He's supposed to be unquestioningly mm-hmm. loyal and stupid. But I think you got a double dose like, of both of those. He definitely needed to, well, based on his activities as Hal, not Hal, he was not the brightest bulb in the uh, carton of eggs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think that Francis and Logan are definitely uh, outliers in the, the bell curve of Sandman Sandman. <laughs> Yeah. And then, of course, as we say, at the end of this episode, they're approaching the city of domes and there are sandmen patrolling outside the city. Thinking nothing of it, too. Just driving in a big loop around these big white domes. I mean, are they supposed to be part of Francis's team? Because if they are, why are they patrolling around the city of domes? I mean, they they must be on patrol looking for runners. Yeah, I don't. Escaping. Yeah, I don't think there's I don't think they're part of of, uh, Francis's team. I think it's just a nightly patrol that the city of Dome has uh, to catch people who are trying to escape. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, and this is me being hopeful about more backstory, maybe there are some form of like marauding bandits or just people from who knows where who managed to make it through the desert that surrounds this whole place. And the Sandmen have to occasionally, you know, shoot them. Or they'll well, like get their handprints and, and greasy faces all over the windows of the the dome city. I I guess I guess that's a possibility. Yeah. Um, so many questions. First one is if they can do what they did to Joseph Eight, why couldn't they just make a replica <laughs> of Logan and Jessica and have them get up in front and yeah. say, yeah. Why, "Why couldn't they do that?" <laughs> Problem oh, solved. Silly logic thing. Oh, doggone it. <laughs> and how, yeah. how, again, poor old, poor old Joseph. I don't feel sorry for the guy, but we'll call him poor old Joseph anyway. He's dumped on this whole, okay, well, you can get old and there is an outside and go ahead and chase down Logan. And just like all the other Sandmen who are confronted with the reality that their world is a complete lie. Mm-hmm. He isn't flustered in the slightest by being outside. And in fact, he combs, I don't know, the entire United States and finds Logan and Jessica. If he could find Logan and Jessica, how the hell is it that Francis can't? I, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe in uh, Francis trying to find Logan and Jessica and Rem and that fancy solar car of theirs, uh, maybe he has 
fallen into another uh, robotic society trap or who knows what. And, and I'm just going to say for, in case anybody, any of our listeners are going, well, the reason that they can't just take two other people and yeah, make them this. is because they have to have the dead body to well, do the magic trick. But you see, the whole problem has been they've been trying to capture Logan and Jessica. But mm-hmm. if they could do that, they could just kill Logan and Jessica. Yeah. And then convert other people and then solve this problem. Mm-hmm. And how long did that opening sequence take chasing the runner going through the going through the procedure seeing the council was oh, it like the first 30 minutes of the episode i think so it's like somebody read the script and thought oh God, we got to shoot a lot of b-roll for this all right here's what we're gonna do folks so we've got this story about the fake samang dude mm-hmm. the fake runner but it's running a little short so let's put a lot of filler in it yeah, we got oh, okay. We got a lot of filler, uh, and it's still twenty minutes short. Ah, <laughs> go, maybe go a B plot. Go call the mall that we shot the uh, uh, first scenes at of those corridors. We like those corridors. Let's get those for a day, and let's shoot some uh, running action in there. Let's do that. <laughs> well, and then they have to bring in the whole plot with Lance Legall, Matthew Twelve at the end. It's like, was that a plot? I I couldn't tell. Oh. <laughs> We, we could call it, instead of B-roll, we'll call it a B-plot, but yeah, it's just like, and guess what that does? It raises more problems than it solves. <laughs> so somebody that Jessica knows mm-hmm. was the very first runner. So how old is Jessica? <laughs> I mean, obviously be, less than 30. Supposed to be, what, 23, I believe? Or 26. Something like 26. that. And and this guy got her involved in it, and he. I'm guessing he's ago. been gone five or six years. Yeah, uh, six years. He said it took him six years to get the computers working. And then he's so been we'll say even... seven because he wandered around for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't have a ground car, so he had to travel halfway across the United States. I, I just feel like they. I feel like Logan and Jessica haven't made it more than say ten miles from the city of domes. That that's the impression I'm getting from this. <laughs> I'll say a hundred, but yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, the, the, I suppose the world could have changed so much with, because of the plague. I mean, it's possible that they just, they spent two weeks with Hal, Hal riding back from Matthew's place and they just, you know, cut it, but yeah, they would have to, but the further they get from the dome city, the harder it would be for Hal, not Hal to find them in the first place. So you know, I mean, it's it's an ever-increasing search area that he's got to cover the further they get away. Well, remember that uh, Logan still has his follower, that little thing he has on his hip, so they're probably tracking that. Or maybe his gun. <laughs> in which case, why isn't Francis and his teams of... <laughs> Francis him? fell down a hole, and he's trying to figure out how to make a ladder out of the wall to climb out. It's he's got other teams while. of Sandmen. I know they're all dumb as posts. But seriously, it it is wow. It it's just it hurts. It hurts. I, I'd like to think that a lot of the Sandmen are saying, "Yes, I volunteer for this duty." And then a week out, they just disappear. Yeah, they say, uh, "Excuse me, uh, Mr. Francis, I'm going to relieve myself under that bush." And then they run like hell. And you know, with their advanced Sandman training, they're just completely unfindable. 
Yeah, like Logan. Because they threw their follower in the car before they ran. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, he threw away the bug we had planted on him. Yeah, <sighs> on all of us. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I mean, let's let's just let's just go there. We're talking about Will and he Holly. Does a, he, he does his he does a good job when he first sees Logan of like, oh Sandman, and he runs away. Yes. Yes. And I think it's hilarious that Logan thinks the best course of action is to chase him. Like, you know, that's not actually gonna make him feel better, right? <laughs> just just saying. He may have some experience with this, and this may be an unpleasant thing. Yeah. And uh, but notwithstanding, you get away, you meet up with your heroes. Wow, you know, I finally, I'm free. I can live beyond my thirty years. I'm out. Yippee doo dah! Let's go back to the city. Hey, let's go back to the city. I, I've got an idea. Let's go back to the city. <laughs> yeah. I, I spent years trying to get out of the city, but let's go back to the city. I, I, I want to <laughs> go back to the city. I mean, we are gonna start a revolution i mean a lot of us are gonna die and a lot of them are gonna die but i I think we can do it let's go back to the city i mean i i I really really this whole time out here has been let's go back to the city it's like um it's really spoiling a little fight wow you really seem eager Mm -hmm. you really seem eager to get back to see i am eager to get back to the city oh those people let's kill them so we can get back to the city save people's lives let's do that we'll just you know (laughs) kill them and then go save some other people and of course i love the fact that he does not say kill them he says terminate them should have been a clear giveaway to Mm -hmm. logan we'll just terminate them you you mean (laughs) you mean murder is that the word you're looking for because because they're not you know they're not runners and i'm not a sandman and uh Mm -hmm. yes they locked us in a force field but we may have been trespassing so i don't know yeah Yeah, let them out the, uh, yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. And the other part that really just, just doesn't work in this episode, the other part that doesn't work in this episode, none of this episode worked. How, how did, when they met, right, I kind of, I kind of paraphrased it, but it really was, uh, I was the guy, Jessica, don't you remember? I was the guy that we were like in a crowd at Carousel and I was talking maybe a little too much and then and I thought, oh, no, she's going to turn me in. And and you didn't. Do, do you remember me? Oh, yeah, I remember you. <laughs> By the end of the episode, Hal is one of our best men in the railroad. And he he's, you know, knows as much about the organization as I do. And it's like, wait, but you, but you just met him outside. He was like a guy you bumped into in a crowd once. Now he's a co-conspirator that you trust. That is grossly inconsistent writing from yes. you know <laughs> 20 pages apart in the script and mm-hmm. it's a completely different story on how uh what, what his position was between them yeah even for, for this show it's a bit much yeah but back to matthew if he was the first runner now imagine yeah. let's say he was left seven years ago so the first runner the first not the first runner to get away the first runner according to jessica and that was seven years ago. And they've been under the dome for 200 years. Mm-hmm. Did they not have Sandmen prior to seven years ago? Well, we didn't need Sandmen because nobody ever ran. We, we didn't even know what a ran, runner was. 
till Matthew. And then it's like, oh my gosh, it's like our 9-11 moment. Suddenly we set up the Sandmen Corps and we brainwashed kids and we sent them there. It's like, because what were the Sandmen doing prior to that if they didn't uh, have runners? Uh, they were terminating people for littering. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. I guess that's, I guess that could be what it was, but uh, it, it does. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is not, it's not well done. <laughs> not well done. Um, yeah. Sadly, the more I watch this and sadly some other series, the more I'm thinking, hmm, it's best not to read too much into some shows. Both shows, actually. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, just yeah. entertainment. It's it doesn't have <laughs> the depth. Of, yeah, if that it, that's it the problem. The, I, I believe many comic books have more depth than some of these scripts. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind. I'm sure this, this we've said this before, but I'll I'll say it again because it seems like a good time for it. I don't mind brainless entertainment, but mm-hmm. there is a level of brainlessness that trip something in my head <laughs> and you just can no longer buy into the story it becomes inconceivable that it can be entertained by this yes. yeah and then now it's just like really we i mean rem had it right this doesn't seem like a very good idea <laughs> yeah learn to listen to the robot <laughs> oh, yeah sorry. the android Ooh. yeah trust the uh the synthetic humanoid thing yeah. Who is who is not an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Like you two. B- but built by a cynic, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> I have to admit that was. Yep. Uh, I particularly like uh, the character of Matthew uh, because he's a runner. He ran. He found this place in. I hope you're sitting down for this. He made his own sanctuary. Yeah. That's right. So technically. They found it. Yep. They found the sanctuary. And they did of course he's they the first destroyed runner. it. Yeah, and they destroyed it, of course. Ooh, um, let me ask you a question. Sure. If he's the first runner, uh-huh. What was he looking for? I think he just didn't want to go to Carousel. And the mythos of, of sanctuary sprang up around him in six short years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Granted, yeah. they only lived to 30, so yeah, maybe that is a long time. <sighs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, once again, looking too hard into this, and yeah. I do enjoy Lance Legault. I always always enjoy him chewing the scenery. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have seen him in so many things that um, I think mostly wearing like military costume of some form. Right. A team. He was the he was the general that was chasing him in the A team. Right. E- exactly. Yes. So when it, he was wearing his hippie, uh, yeah, uh, Herbert or non Herbert costume, it was a little jarring at first. At least he's very young compared to anything I've ever seen him in here. Too. Yeah, I think that also might be it too. He doesn't look like a grizz- grizzled old, old uh, war veteran. Right. Um, he has always kind of had that look, and this is a, a very surprising look. It's like, wow, I, this might be the youngest thing I've ever seen <laughs> him in. You know, um, it, it's not that long until he was the Beryllian Noman in Battlestar Galactica. Mm, right. But that he was under heavy makeup. Three years? Four years? Yeah. Three, four From years. This? Tops. Yeah. 
So, and I don't know, the A-Team came out in the 80s. So, I mean, it wasn't that yeah. long, but uh, he, just, uh, he just aged really fast, apparently. Mm-hmm. Which I think for some actors, that's good because you stay that, that look for decades. That's true. Like that's a, true. He... Abe Vigoda. Like, <laughs> yeah. He got old and then he stayed old for like 50 years. And then he died. But, you know, yeah. Maybe? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty yeah, sure he did. he did. Yeah. Looking at his uh, credits, he has stuff going back to uh, uncredited stuff going back to 64. Well, so he could have been actually in uh, original Star Trek. <laughs> he was not. <laughs> it would have been funny. Yeah, he was in the Rockford Files in 75. Ooh, there you go. And Logan's Run. So TV series-wise, he this was like maybe his second appearance. Huh, that's pretty cool. And I remember him from The Incredible Hulk, which was the same year as well. And yet, I seem to recall he looked older. So It's all uh, that bronzer they put on him for this. Must be. <laughs> must be. And of course, he's right. You know, they, we can't let him go. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's absolutely dead on. You're going back to the on. City of Domes, forget it, because you'll tell them right where I am. Not that they yep. couldn't find you if they wanted to. Right, <clears throat> exactly. But apparently up until Logan left, they never wanted to. <laughs> apparently. Just just patrol the city and then uh, be done, yeah. Um, let's see. And then there's, there's a... the... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, uh, what was his name? Uh, Gareth? Uh, Spencer Milligan? You mean Rick Marshall? Yep. <laughs> Land of the Lost. Yeah, I did a double million. take when I saw him. I was like, "Wait a minute! That oh wow, okay, jeez." Yeah, yeah. I don't see him. Whenever I see him, he's usually a bad guy. He definitely gets the thug, yes, the dumb thug role. This was yeah. He wasn't such a bad guy here. He's a simpleton, and yeah. this is a weird plot too. I mean, mm-hmm. so we find Matthew, and Matthew has found a group of. I guess they were troglodytes. <laughs> I, I guess just and living he, off uh, the land, raise them up from that to be his uh, slave labor force. That's <laughs> kept in place by pleasant memories of things that they like. Yes. Uh, an hour of enjoyment. Uh, now when, what was it? Jessica or Logan was asking, God, I'm going to keep calling him Rick Marshall now. Yeah. Um, what that's they did fine. for work. And he seemed confused by that. And then he was yeah. told to go take his enjoyment. I kind of had a feeling that the the food and whatnot was generated by the complex they lived in. I, I'm just going to say that it looked to me like that food was generated by them using the J. Johns. Well, it could be that, too. You know, it's food, nothing you're going to really write home about, but it would keep you alive. And you don't have to till the soil for it. I mean, we just just defecate on this plate you'll <laughs> add some food dye to it and slop there you it go. down more mm, yum. yeah yeah food concentrate it's... 16 uh, nothing finer yep another fine cisco product <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it seems like the uh the inhabitants of that valley or mountaintop or whatever Wherever, it is, yeah um didn't have to do much so yeah, they just had to go on patrol once a once a week yeah or was it every nine days? Um, it was an odd number. It was an odd number. Yeah. Like every ninth day we have to go on patrol. It's like yeah, it sounds four. about right, ninth. So does that mean you have nine times as many people? Probably. As we saw? Probably. Yeah. And during that time, they what? They hang out and 
they don't do their extra joy because they only get a limited amount of that. Yeah, they do their their arts and crafts. I, I don't know. It didn't really. I didn't get the impression that they did a lot of work. Work. Well, remember Matthew is from a totally hedonistic city of domes, so perhaps mm-hmm. they're there for him to recreate the parts he liked of. <laughs> Could be. Could Dome be. City. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, it's it's like. So you just came here and you were such an idealist and now you're enslaving these people. Yeah. Well, you know, people change. Guess so. Okay. Well, well my point is, I don't think they're much in the way of slaves. I, I don't, I, I didn't get the idea that he made them do a lot of stuff since I think he was able, able to provide for their basic needs with whatever was in that complex. Well, I don't disagree with that. It's just the, the way Jessica was framing it. Right, like they were they were trapped, and they well, didn't they were, have they their were freedom, and the they magical, had to do what he wanted. Right, they were trapped by the magical uh, food arachisac cycler that uh, gave them three meals a day. <laughs> you could be a slave and work in the fields all day, mm-hmm. or you could be a slave and be told to sit on a chair all day. Oh, true. Or if you you're live doing in the city of domes, yeah. If you're not doing what you want to do because someone else is telling you what you have to do, you are still a slave. Uh, yes, Just, yes. You know, some forms yes. of it arguably might be less onerous than other forms <laughs> of slavery. I'm not, yes, not condoning Matthew 12's actions here in any way, shape, or form. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, it, they weren't free. They were right, right. They were in some way bound to this man. So yeah. Um, it was, but it was weird that it's just, there you go. And then nothing really comes of it. It's really only there as a complication so that we do not have to hear Hal, not Hal say, Hey, let's go back to the city of Dome. I got an idea. What about the city of, I forgot. Oh, I I know it's dinner time, but you know, time's a waste and we could be going back to the city of domes. Domes. Hey, I'm in a hurry to grow old there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We have people to liberate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, Matthew doesn't want to come. Okay, you know something? Nobody remembers him anyway. <laughs> remember how fast he turned on him? And I think, I think Hal, not Hal, if when Logan and Jessica were jazzed on the idea of Matthew coming back with them, uh-huh. then Hal, not Hal, was kind of jazzed on the idea because I think he thought that you know it would be it would be even more of a PR coup, and it might encourage jessica and logan to come back faster because they're like oh yeah we got a plan let's go but Mm -hmm. the second matthew is is like yeah you know that's a dumb idea i'm not going he he just dumps him like a hot potato yeah nobody remembers you anyway forget it logan's there (laughs) logan's the important one yeah yeah you're nothing oh (laughs) and did i mention we gotta get going back to the city of don't that's right daylight's burning come on yeah that's right we gotta get there by nightfall because <laughs> because why that was the other one you know logan's like uh we better get over there before the sun comes up why the dome is is opaque <laughs> it's like they yeah. can't see outside of it and it's it's not like you're just down the street from it either or maybe they were i i don't know maybe they yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah Oh, have we got anything else on this uh, uh, epically classic episode of <laughs> Logan's Run? 
Uh, I think the uh, the director of lighting was paying attention to what was in the script when he uh, the the last bits when they're standing on the road uh, next to the city of domes in the 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 morning twilight. You could see a nice healthy reflection of light coming off from uh, camera left, indicating that's where the domes would be. So it it was as if they were being illuminated by the dome structures, which I thought was nice. I, you know, I'm sure that was an accident, but, but it worked are, out. <laughs> sir, you, you with the internet today for having found something of merit <laughs> in the Judas goat. <laughs> Thank you. I'll put the plaque on my wall. I will, uh, I will put in a, put in a request to the people who issue that and uh, see if we can't get that out to you. Oh, and and there was a really good shot of uh, when Jessica was smiling. Uh, uh, they they went back to this shot a couple of times. I forget the other scenes, but it was really lit well. Uh, they obviously had some netting or some sort of a, a, a little diffusion on the lens to give her a glowing look and some backlighting. And uh, yeah, it was it was you know uh, Jerry Fenneman type lighting. It's really good. And I, I'm not sure why they did that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not. Banging nobody on else Heather was Menzies. like that. Yeah, I'm not banging on Heather Menzies here, but you know, a lot of the time, not always, a lot of time they do that effect when the actresses are beginning to put on a few years. Oh, sure, sure. Heather Menzies is nothing if not young. Yes. You know, I mean, she is they. <sighs> Also, the the look you're talking about is is kind of sultry, right? It's yes, a sexual it's, look. It's, and they have never done that with Jessica. They absolutely positively treat Jessica like a kid sister. It's it was bordering on boudoir photography, the type of glowing effect. And I know that was popular in the eighties. I'm not sure about seventies, but uh yeah. Uh, maybe uh uh I don't want to do it, but I'll go back and watch it. Uh, I only watched this episode once. I think that was enough. Um, <laughs> but Trust I, me, I'm, I'm not wondering... watching them twice. Yeah, I don't think she was talking to Matthew at that point. I think she's talking to Logan. But yeah, um, could be that the the DP thought, you know what? I'm just I'm going to jazz up this uh, a little bit, throw a little backlighting in there, and throw some netting behind the lens, and uh, you know we'll make her look real good. Maybe they're trying to like make a poster or something like that. Publicity yeah. thing. I don't know, but maybe he it was worked. looking forward to get his next job. <laughs> that could be it too. <laughs> oh, look at this clip. This is a great one. I'm very proud of not, this shot. I'm not going to be working on this show for long. So uh, maybe I should get my reel <laughs> updated. Yeah. The series does not have legs. We're going to go with something else. No, you can't run with this series. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dad. I'm allowed. That's um, right. <clears throat> yeah. Well, now I I don't know. Did they have a long take of her that way? Because um, it would... looks it looks like it was like a um a good reaction shot of her smiling and kind of laughing a little bit, and they cut it up in, into two bits. Uh, okay, because I was going to say if it was if it was really short then she was probably talking to Hal, not Hal, because, you know, they had to cut back to him to say, 
If we hey, we should really domes. get going to the Dome Cities. Yeah. City of Dome, sorry, not Dome City. City of Domes. Let's get that straight. Um, fans of the Logan's Run TV series get very, very um, possessive of of getting that nomenclature right. It's the City of Domes. No, it's the Dome Cities. No, that's the movie. See, I, there's some... Just, I think they're parallel universes. Obviously, they're parallel universes. They're not... Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah. 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 So that's how you tell them apart. Are we going back to the Dome City or are we going back to the City of Domes? Which, oh, uh, we know you're in the mirror universe. This ah. is the mirror universe uh, where everyone's still the same, only dumber. <laughs> that actually would have been funny. All right. Well, I think we've put this one to bed. Yes. <laughs> Thankfully. Hal, not Hal, has been shot dead. I love the fact that the Sandman got him. That was yeah. Well, yeah, that was telling. That actually, well, as soon that as was we actually the first the, runner or the the patrol. Yeah, it's like you you do realize you look like a runner because you're in pink, and Logan looks like a Sandman because he's a black. I do love the fact that they that they are all like, "Hey, what are you doing out here?" And Logan is all like, "I'm just going to keep my face turned as long as I can, and then shoot him." Yeah, exactly. That'll work. With my stun gun. Pew, pew. <laughs> uh, you know, if you kill the Sandman, Logan, you know, we kill it. Oh, yeah, we can't miss that. Rem murdered somebody. Or yes. I'm, well, he reversed the polarity, but that doesn't mean that he intentionally fired that energy back at Matthew. He just reversed the energy. He didn't know where it would go. Did he? Well, uh, he saw the car. Yeah. He saw the car, but he, he's the he sees the car in the view screen. He hears the computer saying that it's going to be sending an energy charge at the car, and at the last moment, Rem says, "Reverse the charge." Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's just like pull back, don't shoot. How, how would he know that that was going to go blow up Matthew? Well, I don't think he knew it was going to blow up Matthew. I think that well, was an accident. Then, he, then he didn't. He his actions did not. Is he culpable? of violating the first law when an an action that he did not know what it would do, but he did commit the action. So, okay. So a rock is falling, right? Giant boulder is falling on. It's going to hit Logan. So Rem runs over, smacks it with his arm, bounces it off. It rolls down a cliff and it kills somebody that was down there. Did Rem kill the person that was down there? (laughs) Is is that a violation of the law? Because that's what he did here. Yes. Yeah, there's collateral uh, damage there, and I, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the camp of going. Well, Rem, you, I don't think that's a violation in the way that the rule is meant to be interpreted. Right. It's an act. It's an accident. It's an accident. But but you go to Logan and Jessica and you tell them that you killed somebody. They didn't know what happened. They didn't know that he just you know, flip the switch the other way and turns out the trolley hit the different person. Right. They don't, they don't know <laughs> that he tells them he killed Matthew and both. And I'm, I'm really upset about this. I violated my prime directive. And I can't this thing. I mean, I did this thing. Both of them are like, never mind. Well, yeah. Well, Logan doesn't care because yeah. well, both of them said well it. He's, yeah. Both of them said it. You just, you, it's okay. You were doing it to save us. So that's fine. Slaughter them all. I don't mind. Whatever. <laughs> Right. I mean, that that is kind of what 
they, they, they comp- there is an ethical question there. It's not whether mm-hmm. or not I think Rem violated the law. Rem thinks Rem violated the law. Rem is the one that has the quandary, the dilemma. and right. they just absolutely blow it off. <laughs> yes, and say, never mind, forget it. It, it you, worked you, out well for us. Let's go. Yeah, it worked for us. So let's go. Mm-hmm. Hop in the thing, and next time, you know, uh, scan for things so we don't get caught. <laughs> yeah exactly it's like do your I'm, job better yeah yeah i wish th- that would be good build something rem so that we can detect when there are sandmen and people nearby yes there you go so more reliably than my circuits are tingling i think we're approaching an energy field yeah. right <laughs> yeah thanks rem yeah next time it's future past Ooh, that that name just reeks of cheese <laughs> oh yeah i'm looking at the synopsis for this and uh yes i think this is going to be a, a gorgonzola special i believe i i do believe and probably swissy because it's going to be full of holes mm, like them all yes swiss gorgonzola <laughs> actually is gorgonzola a form of swiss cheese oh no i don't know it might I, be it might be my knowledge of cheese is somewhat lacking I know you can apparently get it on the moon. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, it was a major export of Moon Base Alpha. That's how they uh, paid the bills, <laughs> that nuclear waste. Uh, uh, containment. Diversify. You got to diversify. Yes, yes. Those, uh, those uh, moon cows they had up there. Just copious amounts of cheese. Indeed. <laughs> John, thank you for joining me. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome listeners i hope you'll join us all again next time on fusion patrol you've been listening to fusion patrol thanks for listening if you've enjoyed this episode we hope you'll consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com slash fusion patrol or patreon.com slash fusion patrol for our monthly patreon subscribers we're currently running a special series on babylon 5 Come join the conversation in the comments section of this episode at FusionPatrol.com. You'll also find there over a decade of past episodes. You can find some of our other works at SoundCloud.com slash FusionPatrol. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production. On the next episode of Fusion Patrol, take a journey with us as we visit the past-future history of every town as John and Eugene look at H.G. Wells' Things to Come, next time on Fusion Patrol. Also, don't forget that between now and April 7th, 2023, over at soundcloud.com slash we're running our special series on Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Check it out.